This is Sunday Edition with Anthony, a news magazine show featuring human interest, in the spotlight, movers and shakers, and the news and happening that affects all of us in and out of the ACB community. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Sunday Edition. I'm Anthony, your host. And I've got a great show planned for you. Later on in the show, we'll be joined by Jeff Bishop. And then in Happenings, we'll be talking to Janine Stanley about a great new announcement and some IRA tips and tricks. But first, in Movers and Shakers, welcome Kelly Gast. Hi, Anthony. (laughs) Hey, so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm happy to be on the show. (laughs) Yeah, and I am happy to be working with you and Tony primarily. Um, it's been a great week so far, and I'm glad that you are the guest this week. Let's jump right into getting to know Kelly a little bit. Can you uh, tell me a little bit about where you're from and what brought you to ACB? Yeah, sure. So I am actually uh, Virginia born and raised. I was born in Alexandria and our ACB office is in Alexandria. So I don't live in Alexandria anymore, but I've been pretty local, uh, living in the Richmond area and, um, in the Washington DC area. But, um, basically my, uh, background is in graphic design. Uh, I went to Virginia Commonwealth university in Richmond, um, and got a degree, uh, bachelor's in fine arts with a focus on graphic design, um, specifically socially conscious design. So, uh, you know, doing design for nonprofits as well as doing design for social good. Um, so I worked, um, you know, lots of graphic design jobs after graduating, um, did a lot of freelance work. Um, uh, while I was uh, a little bit after college, um, my both my parents had health issues, but my mom specifically uh, had type one diabetes and went blind. Uh, legal, she was declared legally blind, um, and you know uh, she struggled a lot with that. But my mom was a, a visual artist. Uh, she did wa- watercolor paintings, all different types of paintings, and you know when she lost her vision, she. Uh, got very depressed and uh, didn't feel like she could do her artwork anymore. And, um, you know, I I worked a lot with her trying to get her to still do her artwork, even though she had lost her vision. And it was still a way for her to kind of put output her emotions on paper. Um, So that was something that definitely was significant in my life. My mom was very lucky that, you know, she was actually able to get uh, surgery eventually that corrected the issue and regained her sight. But the interesting thing I found was that her um, her drawing style actually changed after she regained her vision just from her perspective of when she was blind. Um, so that was something um, when I was looking around for some different positions because I had been doing lots of freelance work and I wanted to get something that was a little bit more solid and stable. I, you know, I saw... Um, uh, an ad for a position at the uh, uh, the American Council of the Blind, and it was for administrative position, specifically uh, an executive assistant um, to the executive director. So I applied, and you know, um, I was brought into an interview. And in the interview, I got to meet Melanie Brunson and Eric Bridges and Kim Charlson, and uh, really was just—it was the best interview I've ever had in my life. I felt so comfortable. And it was really exciting for me to see um, 
you know, uh, females that were in leadership positions. Um, Kim's always been like a, a great influence. Um, so yeah, I, I got my position with ACB and, uh, over the years, my, my role has, uh, changed. Uh, they're, they're definitely utilizing my graphic design skills now. So now my official mm-hmm. title is executive assistant and multimedia design specialist. So. <laughs> nice. And what's, what sort of projects are you working on in conjunction with convention? With convention, I know I've got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, I, I checked <laughs> my email. I've been taking a, a bunch of classes the last couple of weeks. So I've been trying to like intersperse that with my, my regular duties. But I know uh, specifically for convention, I am going to be working on a lot of the, the graphics associated with what, uh, what we will be broadcasting, uh, as well as just, you know, sort of helping man the, the command station that we're going to have at the Alexandria office, but also a lot of the social media stuff that I'm really excited to work with you, Anthony, on um, all of our social media promotions about convention and a lot of the communications uh, around messaging surrounding convention as uh, other items that I'm working on as well. Nice. And speaking of of working together, we can give a a sneak preview of what we're going to be putting out the end of next week. Uh And that revolves around community calls. You want to tell them a little about that? Um, Oh, so are are you talking about the the page? The page. Yes. Okay. So our, our Facebook group, correct? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I just wanted to double check. So we, <laughs> I am super excited. This is something that we have talked about for a long time, but, um, you know, Anthony came in and he really wanted to take some action on this. We are going to be creating a Facebook group. So it's different than our regular ACB Facebook page, uh, on our ACB Facebook page. This is just communications coming from ACB. People can interact in the comments, but they can't really make their own posts. So the group is going to be different where, you know, our members or people who are just interested in ACB can join the group and they can post on the page about different issues and they can talk to other people within and outside of the organization, which I think is a really exciting opportunity. Yeah. And we're going to try to center at least the launching of it around the the community calls stream Mm-hmm. And all of the great calls that are happening. And so all of the people who have been asking, you know, we had a really great call and how do we connect? This is the place to go. It's going to be up and running next week. We're really excited about it. So, Kelly, you told us a little bit about your mom and what brought you to ACB. Tell us a little bit about prior conventions and what uh, might may or may not have surprised you about being in that kind of gathering. And then we'll talk a little bit about the virtual convention. So I was not prepared at all for what convention was going to be like. Convention is a whirlwind. And I always say it's a marathon. You know, there's so much action going on during convention. And it's so exciting. Um, I've had the opportunity to go to several conventions. And um, for me, just on from the ACB side of things, seeing my team, the staff members work together to get this done, working with our membership and our different groups. I mean, there's so much just crazy planning that goes into it. And there are so many different elements to convention. I mean, we've got so many different events, um, but I've always had such a fun time with it. I mean, I get to go to a new place like every year and kind of explore the area. And it's also a way for me 
to see um, and talk with some of the members that, you know, like I've only talked with over the phone and being able to get to meet them in person is just super exciting. And ACB is like a big family. I, I mean, I see people and it's like, you guys are my family members when I come and see everybody at conventions. So I am bummed about that aspect for our virtual convention, but um, I am excited for our virtual convention too, because we have a lot of great opportunities with that. Tell me the most surprising moment that you had your first convention. The most surprising moment I had, I think it would just have to be uh, for me, because you know the only real interaction I had ever gotten uh, before the convention with blind individuals was with my mother and being in the office setting, but seeing so many people, you know, that are just, you know, independently operating on their own, going from, from event to events. Um, I just, you know, it's, it's a lot of people in one place. I actually had never really even been to a convention before. So just seeing the, the, uh, that, and then of course, all the different sessions that were offered, um, you know, we've got everything from yoga classes to, um, you know, bubbles and mingles where people can drink wine together and, uh, and, and hang out with one another. I was just, uh, surprised at the, the varying levels of, um, all the different events we had to offer and just seeing that many people in one place. It was, it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, uh, there are a lot of elements about this year's convention that are going to be brought over from the live touch. What are you looking most forward to for this year's convention? For me, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing people that may not have been able to join us at an in-person convention, being able to connect and interact, you know, that may not be able to afford to travel or, you know, just, just doesn't, don't have the time to take off work. Um, I'm really excited for that interaction um, from people. And I mean, honestly, this is just a huge new thing for us. I mean, we are putting together a huge convention. I mean, we've still got so many different events, just like our regular in-person convention. And I'm really excited to see it all come together. And uh, especially, you know, everybody um, on the team and volunteers, everybody have been working so hard to make this happen. So I'm really excited to just see it happen and and um, see how, you know, maybe in the future we can bring some of the virtual elements into future conventions as well. Nice. And so we're adding some video to, or a lot of video actually, to convention this year. How much of a role do you have in managing that and what kind of content is going to come across with video? So we are going to be using, especially with the, I think a lot of our general uh, sessions and um, uh, what, what I'm doing, I, work, I kind of uh, head up the public awareness committee and um, I'm going to be uh, working with members or I had them working with members on a checklist for people who will be on video to kind of give them best practices. And so people feel comfortable when they're on screen, they know how to kind of orient themselves on the screen. Um, so we'll really be going through um, the public awareness committee, Katie Frederick and I um, have been going through this list to just get a really good list of, you know, uh, you want to silence jaws in the background, you want to, you know, um, have effective lighting. So there's a lot of parts to that, that we want to make sure that everybody looks their, their best on video when we do broadcast that. Awesome. And are you leading any events or participating as a panelist in any events? 
Um, I know that there will be a public awareness event uh, that I will be leading with uh, Deb Cook-Lewis and Katie Frederick. Um, really, a lot of my stuff, uh, I think, is mostly going to be behind the scenes because I'm going to be around the office just making sure that some of the, the tech aspects run seamlessly. Um, so, But there's always room for me to spotlight on <laughs> one event or another still. And I'm sure I'm going to be joining in on, um, on some of the events uh, just to kind of listen to what's going on on and um because we've got so many cool options that you can attend (laughs) well for those listeners out there who have never been to a convention or a mid-year leadership kelly gives a really really good panelist speech speaking and makes it fun and interesting and dynamic so if you see her name pop up and listen and while i am at that note i should have announced it at the top of the show but it's live and so everybody will forgive me If you have a question for Kelly or one of the panelists today, the Zoom invite numbers are on my Facebook page. They're also on various ACB lists. So just click in and let us know. Having said that, Kelly, um, let's get to know you a little bit more personally. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. (laughs) All right. Well, you said you grew up in Alexandria and um, you told us a little bit about about going back and forth from Richmond to Alexandria for school. What uh, what type of activities did you get involved in in high school and college? I would um, say probably the newspaper, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I actually was, I was uh, part of a journalism class in high school, but I am a huge art geek. My mom definitely rubbed off on me. Um, I took every art class I could in high school, and that's one of the reasons why I did go to art school. I actually, when I went to VCU, I started off as an illustration major, but just, you know, kind of wanted to do something that was a little bit more applicable to the job force and also kind of fell in love with letter forms. So I've always been really into art. Um, also with, um, you know, my parents, with their their health and everything, I uh, ended up cooking a lot for them, um, just to get them eating and keep them healthy and everything. So I've also have, uh, I, I call it almost a problem with baking. <laughs> it's kind of how I, I relax. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I would just make pie after pie after pie. Pies are kind of my thing. So, um, yeah, between the art and the baking, that's probably the two biggest things that I focused on for sure. But also I've always, always been like a huge music lover. So going to lots of concerts. Um, and that was something my dad and I shared a lot was a, a love for music. So my dad and I would go to concerts together. And so I got to see a lot of cool bands too. <laughs> awesome. We, you and I definitely share that as well. And I'll be yeah. expecting a pie this year at leadership. <laughs> definitely. You have to come down to our area. I'll make you one for sure. <laughs> what, um, what are some concerts that stand out? Who are your favorite live performers? So I went to a concert with my dad and it was Bob Dylan and the Tours, which was wow. amazing. It was a fantastic concert that I loved. I've seen, they're not the Grateful Dead, but the Dead, since Jerry is no longer seen them or with them. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen them. Um, I've seen Rage Against the Machine, uh, Deftones, a lot of like punk bands, you know, uh, especially living in Richmond, there's a, a huge punk scene over there. So uh, a lot of like alternative music. I've also been to bluegrass shows. I mean, I really love everything. So um, there's <laughs> there's so many different bands I've seen. Some of them are super random and obscure and some of them are a little well-known, more well-known. But yeah, I think that 
just the, the bonding experience of going to see Bob Dylan with my dad was one of my favorites just because he, like, I grew up with Bob Dylan and my dad loved Bob Dylan so much. It was just a great bonding experience for us both. Wow. I can definitely, I can definitely um, anchor on that one. My dad and I saw every Stones tour from Steel Wheels. He passed a couple of years ago, but we oh, saw every tour, 40 Licks and that's Hot Rocks. Yeah. I would have loved to go to a Stones concert because that sounds fabulous. <laughs> Believe it or not, they are actually touring now. So you might really? have been, oh, or let me rephrase re- 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 that. They were touring up until COVID started. And I'm pretty sure Mick Jagger will probably die on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's where he, he like thrives, you know, is on stage. He's still kicking now. So I know he'll probably be one of those people that lives till they're like 120 or something. So. <laughs> Yeah, he will definitely be a hundred years old in the tightest leather pants, sticking the tongue out and gyrating. And, <laughs> and it's just like, it, you know, if if I had his energy right now, <laughs> forget about when I'm his age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. So arts and music. What about books? And and are you more of a reader or a movie or a binge series watching girl? So I, I definitely am a reader. I used to be a little bit more into reading when I had a little bit more spare time to actually, uh, to read. I do listen to audiobooks, especially in, in the car. Um, I have a really long commute back and forth from the office, uh, which I haven't had recently. So I haven't been listening to as many audiobooks recently, but I do love audiobooks. There is something a little bit different about holding an actual paper book in your hands and being able to kind of smell the book and leaf through the pages that I do love. Um, but yeah, I am also uh, a little bit of a binge watcher when it comes to, to TV, like Netflix series and Hulu and all that. Um, every once in a while, I'll, I'll find a show that, um, that I really, what is it called? There's an Amazon series called Good Omens. I think that was the name of it. And I think that was the last show I really fell in love with and watched the whole thing like really quickly. (laughs) I just, uh, we just recently finished up Grace and Frankie and uh, now we're on Dead to Me, which is awesome. (laughs) Oh, I have not seen that one, but I saw it advertised, uh, the Dead to Me show. Yeah, if you like mystery with, you know, with a good amount of comedic drama, then Mm -hmm. that's the show for you. And I mean, it's Kelly Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's Netflix has a lot of great original series. I just recently started watching Space Force uh, with Steve Carell, I believe. And um, uh, what was some of the other ones? Um, Yeah, I I can't even remember the names of all of them, but Netflix has some great original series on there for sure. Yeah, they really do. I'm looking forward to um, Liars. Uh, Nicole Kidman and Reese with a Spoon, the first season was amazing. And the second season, um, Liar Fires or Big Fires or something like that is, is out now. So I can't, that's the next series we're going to. I didn't realize that Nicole Kidman, I'm, I'm, I love Nicole Kidman. I think she's gorgeous. So I would, I need to get into that series for sure. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll love it. And Laura Linney was in it too. It's, oh, yeah, cool. it's, it's an amazing, um, you spoke earlier and since we're, we're, uh, bending about series that feature strong women, you bandied earlier about the strong female force in ACB and, mm-hmm. and I had, uh, I had the ladies of ACB part one a couple of weeks ago. What, um, 
what do you think makes what do you think it makes it such a, a friendly organization for women to take leadership roles? Well, I think for for me, I mean, with uh, within the organization, um, just like from my own staff perspective, I feel like everybody, you know, regardless of whether or not they're a man or a woman, really hears hears people for who they are, like regardless of what what gender they are. Um, you know, I, I've I've feel I in my workplace I feel very supportive and I'm I'm very happy to have such a strong and collaborative team. I think that's uh, you know that's one of the the elements of ACB is just collaboration and I have noticed a trend just you know with our uh, leadership that we have lots of women in the organization and um, you know I can't say any specific reason why but. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's really <laughs> awesome. And I think that um, for me, having uh, some of the, the men in the organization that are open to, you know, listening to female opinions without any reservations is is pretty great too. But um, yeah, from, from my perspective on, on the team, I mean, everybody is just really, we're all in it together, right? We're all, we're all fighting the same fight and we're all in it like 150%. So, um, you know, I think... Um, it's it's just a great place for for women to thrive, for sure. Absolutely. And skipping topics slightly, you know, we are known for our advocacy, and right now there's definitely a lot of work going on with accessible voting. Oh yeah. What, what are some of the issues that really that really tug at you, and that you find yourself getting involved in, even though it's not necessarily the wheelhouse of your position itself? Well, definitely any of the advocacy issues. I mean, gosh, our advocacy team is fantastic. Clark and Claire are are really amazing and they're really passionate about what they do. They're also incredibly intelligent. So um, the yeah. two of them have been tackling issues. Really anything that they tackle um, is uh, is interesting to me. But I got to say this, everything that they've been working on with accessible voting, I mean, it's really cool to be able to see them fighting for... Um, the ability for people to vote privately and independently and seeing wins where there's actual situations like New York now has an accessible ballot. Um, and I just think that that's so cool. Um, there's, I mean, for my own path, um, <laughs> I've been getting a, a, like completely obsessed with creating uh, accessible documents. Um, I, I guess for that might be kind of a boring subject for some people. No, thank you for that. <laughs> many, many, many of us are about cheering right now. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, I just, I feel very fortunate that I was, I've been able to, because I do the design work for the organization. So any sort of materials that we put forth, I use uh, Adobe design programs to create them. Now, when you actually export, uh, like if you're working in InDesign, which is a, a publishing uh, program, and you export a file uh, to PDF, automatically that does not work. <laughs> Usually those things are, are horrible to read and um, you have to structure them in a very specific way to get them to work. And you also need to know a little bit about PDF remediation to uh, be able to create a fully accessible document. And um, for me, it's been uh, great. Uh, I haven't taken a, a class in, you know since college. So learning more about it, I am just completely fascinated. There's there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, but um, learning the tools to be able to actually create accessible communications is uh, is just something that I'm I'm very passionate about. And just with all of our internal communications, that's something that you know I actively work on to to make better for the organization. Nice. 
So I've asked this pretty much every week since the show started because we are in a very interesting time period. What's it been like working from home and having to, you know, especially communications wise, you must find yourself being the question master for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I think for me, there's been pluses and minuses to working home. For me, um, you know, it's not when, when you're in the office, the phone is ringing off the hook constantly. So, you know, for me, it's been, I've been able to focus a little bit more working from home. Now, the problem is, is that I love the people I work with. Uh, they make my days better when I'm having a bad day and I go into the office, any one of my coworkers can brighten my day. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, I really do miss the people I work with quite a bit. Uh, I miss seeing them in the office every day. But just because we're working from home doesn't mean that our work has stopped. In fact, most of us are working much longer hours now because there is so many issues that are immediate that we have to tackle. Like I said, everybody on this team is incredibly passionate about what they do. Um, and uh, we all put in, you know, just just as much as possible, you know, 110%. Um, so that's that's been the thing that I've been struggling with is really just not being able to see my coworkers in the office. We do have meetings uh, like twice a week where we just kind of hang out over the phone, talk to each other, um, which is great because with our Minneapolis office, just having that time to kind of chat with them has been awesome. Um, But yeah, I I miss everybody (laughs) quite a bit. (laughs) I'm sure you don't miss those drives though. (laughs) No, no, not the drives. (laughs) So I play a fast five question kind of thing with all of my guests. And after that, if there are any questions, we'll open it up. So fast five, Kelly, I will start with your coworkers. If you were editing CB yearbook, could you give the title to all of your coworkers in the office? Like Eric Bridges, would he be most likely to end up in the NFL or... (laughs) I think that's probably his or something about the uh, NBA draft. I know him and his uh, son, Tyler, are always playing football and basketball together. And uh, their team always wins. So <laughs> by 100 <laughs> points at least. So go ahead. Shoot off everybody. Claire, Clark, um, I think Cindy, everybody. Claire, Claire would probably be like the valedictorian, like best in class. Like seriously, she's, uh, she's just... I don't know. She's so driven and um, Claire's awesome. She's just beautiful person and bubbly, um, but she's just got quite the, the magnificent brain. She's just, she's just so smart and everything. Um, Clark would probably, uh, I might elect him as like the funniest. He's got this dry humor that I love and um, he's always making me giggle and uh, we we send each other little text, funny text messages from time to time. So he's kind of the the one that makes me laugh. And uh, if there was like a, a word for uh, giving the shirt off your back, I'd probably give that to Tony because uh, Tony is one of the most selfless people I've ever met in my whole entire life. And then Sharon, gosh, Sharon is like an encyclopedia. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of like what what the titles were for yearbooks, but Sharon is like <laughs> the keeper of all the information in the organization. She knows so much about the history of the organization. Any questions you have about anything? I mean, Sharon's the first person I go to because she knows everything. So yeah, everybody's everybody's. Uh, and then we've got the Minneapolis office too. But I'm running out of titles for the, the yearbook titles. <laughs> 
Well, I dubbed Janet Convention Mama Bear. Yes, of course. She's just she's just Mama Bear in general. Uh, Janet is like a second mom to me. She's a she's a sweetheart. I love Janet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question number two. Guilty pleasure. Let's go with food and physicality. What are those two guilty pleasures for you? So food, food is everything. Any sort of baked good. I just made a, a three berry pie, a triple berry pie last night. So I'd say my mm. guilty pleasure is definitely anything dessert related. Um, <laughs> and then physicality. I mean, I just, I, I love, I love just kind of crashing sometimes like in the weekends and just laying in bed in the morning, you know, and watching a good Netflix series. Uh, I feel a bit lazy at times, but sometimes it's nice just to take some me time and, and uh, get some privacy and some quiet, watch some good shows. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, question number three is if your life were suddenly to become a Netflix series, what would it be called? Who would you want to play you? Oh my gosh. That's a hard question. Um, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know the specific title. It'd probably be something about, uh, keeping positive through the, the, ter- like all the twists and turns of life, you know, cause, uh, I've had a, a little bit of a tumultuous life, but I've been trying to keep, uh, happy and positive and, um, gosh, who would play me? I've, I've always heard, I can't even remember her name now, but she's the star of the handmaid's tale, um, uh, she, I've always heard that I kind of look like her, so I, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but that, that would probably be who I would choose to play. <laughs> okay. Anywhere in the world, no money, no expense. When COVID is over, where do you want to go? What would you want to do? Oh, Maui. My boyfriend and I went to Maui a couple years ago, and it was the most amazingly beautiful place in the world. Uh, we got to go out on the water and you know, uh, swim with sea turtles and be on the beach. They, in Maui, they have, uh, wild chickens everywhere that they're like these polka dot chickens. And like, you would be, you'd be like walking through the jungle and you would hear chickens. And I, I don't know. I just love it. Like as soon as we got off the plane, there was like chickens like roaming around the parking lot. So <laughs> I, I love Maui. I would, I would love to go back there and, you know, anywhere like, um, like Fiji or, you know, any of those types of places would be amazing. I'm, I'm a big like paradise person. <laughs> nice. All right. Last question. Let me think. I was coming up with these on the spot today. If you could go back to Kelly right before she went into college, what would you want to talk to her about? Self-confidence, just being confident in yourself and knowing that you are enough and that you don't have to be concerned with what you're saying and, you know, just loving yourself. That's something that I wish I could have learned a long time ago and just starting to learn it now. And, you know, for, for me, when I was younger, I was very hypercritical of myself and I wish I could have learned that a a lot earlier on for sure. Well, our IRA agent partner today is Caleb. Caleb, I'll ask you, are there any questions for Kelly? Uh, We had a phone caller in, but it looks like they have left. All right. Well, Kelly, before I let you go, why don't you give a 30-second, 60-second promo for why we should all enjoy convention this year? 
So we should all enjoy mm-hmm. convention this year because everybody will have a way to access convention. And, um, you know, I am just, uh, I'm just, like I said before, I'm really excited that people who may not have been able to join us before um, can become involved. And I encourage everybody that's listening to become involved in one way or another, um, you know, participate in anything you find or just listen to it, you know, but um, I just think that it's great that this, uh, this convention is going to be accessible for all people. I hope that, uh, you know, it brings some more people into our organization that, you know, may, may not be affiliated with ACB. And um, once they join the virtual convention, they find out, you know, more about what we're about. But um, I would definitely encourage people within ACB and outside of ACB. I mean, the people that make up ACB, our members, our staff are just really great people. There's so much passion and there's so much community, as you can tell from the community calls that we've been having. Uh, ACB is a great place to meet other people, like-minded people that think completely different from you, learn more about their perspectives and their life and connect with others. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm excited for with the convention this year is the ability to to connect with so many people. And um, I hope you guys will join us for sure. Everybody. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I will have a big post convention special uh, the first Sunday after convention. So hopefully you'll come back and give your perspective. And I, of course, will see you tomorrow morning on the, uh, on the more, the week, uh, the weekly, um, weekly meeting. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Anthony. All right. Oh, you know what? Real quick before I let you go, are you on a walk team for convention yet? I am not on a walk team. I need to get out to see if we're having a, a staff team this year because I know we had one before. So I got to talk with my other staff members and see if we're going to do it again. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining me. I will be on the call in the morning and have a great rest of your Sunday. Yeah, everyone, you. everyone listening, I will be back in a moment after this quick message. Do you remember BPI? Oh yeah, Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB. Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention. Guess what they're up to now? Do tell. Their own show. It's called Pride Connection. That's great, but what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community? This is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge portion of BPI's membership. Everyone is welcome. So what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection? Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness to LGBT education, technology to advocacy. So when will Pride Connection take place? Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect and learn while having fun. Pride Connection on On ACB ACB Radio Mainstream. And welcome back to Sunday Edition with Anthony. That was a great Movers and Shakers with Kelly. And now in the spotlight, I am joined by Jeff Bishop. We're going to talk about ways to connect with to convention and we're going to get to know him a little bit personally as well jeff welcome thank you anthony good afternoon (laughs) good afternoon how are you feeling i'm doing all right doing pretty good that was a good uh segment i enjoyed listening uh, about kelly i i learned a few things about her boy she's a rock and roller isn't she yeah i've got to get uh 
I've got to get some concerts in with her. Most yeah, definitely. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. Never would have guessed that about her. That's it. That was interesting. Cool. Well, that's the, it's one of the goals of the show so that, uh, you know, we can get to know some of, some of the leadership personally and some of the awesome people that are doing things in ACB that mm-hmm. are pretty awesome. And, yep. uh, you're doing some pretty awesome stuff with ACB. Can you tell us a little bit about your role and what brought you to ACB? Sure. Uh, well, I, I'm a uh, member of the board of directors of ACB. I live in Kirkland, Washington. And uh, professionally, I work at Microsoft as a program manager working on the Windows accessibility team, working on the narrator screen reader. And I've been helping ACB a lot lately on the IT infrastructure of the organization, you know, keeping our, making sure that our servers stay up and, and working on the, the uh, tools and technology that we're using to keep all of that humming. Um, been focusing a lot on convention and, of course, ACB radio, amongst uh, other projects, too. I'm on a number of uh, different committees, and I chaired the Information Access Committee, which the, that committee will be doing a presentation at the convention this year. And I helped chair the, the ACB radio steering committee and help, uh, again, along with a lot of our IT infrastructure work through our IT strategic planning group, which uh, is sort of an unofficial committee of people within the organization where we get together and discuss, you know, um, technical issues pertaining to the organization itself. How I got involved in the organization? Well, I've always been someone who has advocated pretty, pretty strongly, um, especially in the area of technology. And, um, and I, did, I did it a lot at the local level. Uh, I then began to uh, start getting involved in the organization with ACB radio, and then things kind of took off from there at the national level. So that's kind of, you know, about me. Awesome. How many conventions have you been to? Oh, let's see. Wow. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think eight, nine, 10, something like that. Quite a few. (laughs) Um, (laughs) not, Not nearly as many as some. Uh, I mean, I know some in the organization who have attended conventions back into the you know seventies and eighties, so which is pretty darn amazing stuff. I, I don't go back quite that far. So, from a behind the scenes perspective, how close to physical convention do you think we're going to get with virtual this year? Well, I think from a general session and prime time event perspective, I think we're going to nail it. I don't, I don't think we're going to have a problem there. Of course, we won't have voting. You know, we won't have, you know, constitutional changes and things of that nature because our constitution doesn't allow for it. But we're going to do just fine on that front. And then as far as affiliates, I think one of the things that we will miss are sitting around, you know, a dinner table or at lunch or at breakfast and chatting with people. You know, that that really is a really pivotal part of what the convention story is all about. There's a lot of business that takes place at the convention, but there's also a lot of social interaction work that happens. And we're trying to overcome that a little bit through the use of the community calls that Cindy has been you know, pushing forward and a lot of the efforts that we're doing on ACB Radio to get the community to, to really come together. And we'll continue that after convention too. So I think overall, we're going to do great. I think it's going to bring in a lot more people 
because people won't have to travel necessarily. And I think most importantly is it's going to to, uh, dramatically change the way that conventions look in the future, whether we're together in person or not. I think that this process is going to elevate the convention in a different way where we will kind of be forced, I think, to continue to do things sort of this way. They won't be exactly this way because they'll be in person. But I think that we will have to do some of it and that outreach will continue. So really, if you look at it all up, it's extremely positive and I'm, I'm very excited about it. But there are some aspects that we will miss for sure. I'm a big fan. People who listen to the show every week know that I'm a big fan of turning lemonade into, you know, turning lemons into lemonade in situations that may be difficult. And one of the brightest and most flavorable lemonades that we've gotten, excuse me, that we have gotten out of the COVID situation is the community calls. And they have mm-hmm. recently turned into a community call stream. How, um, what was, what was that process like? How did, how did that generate from all these various affiliate and different committees calls becoming an actual ACB radio station? Well, let me first take a step back and talk about the community events just in general. I, I was speaking to sure. someone this morning um, who has been a member of ACB for, for a really long time. And her comment was, you know, I never really felt like ACB was a community until COVID because of the community calls. And we've heard this from a number of people across the organization. And it's true. I think that through, you know, times of stress or, or, or a concern, I think it brings us together. And I think that's, that's really a great thing for the organization. So we, we know that the community events have been very, very popular. And I think it goes without saying that, that they're not going to stop even after the, the convention. And, you know, we have a lot of streams on ACB Radio. We have ACB Radio Mainstream and Mainstream West, which is where the f- majority of or, or the flagship talk part of our streams takes place. And then, of course, we have the cafe stream with an interactive experience where we have music that is produced by blind people or shows that are produced by blind people who may you know, play other artists' music. We have Treasure Trove, which is all about old-time radio content. We have live event and special event. And people have asked me often, why do we have all of these different event-type streams? Well, you know, when we have convention season, it seems to be you know May through August or so, sometimes even in the fall, we'll have multiple affiliates doing a convention at the same time. So we needed to provide a way of, of streaming both of those. And because community calls seem to happen regardless of whether there's a convention happening or not, whether it's national or you know, a, a, a regional type convention like the Florida Council, well, the community events just keep happening and we needed a home for them too. So I thought, well, let's create a home for them Let's run old community events on that stream when there's not something live happening. We'll also put them in a podcast feed so that people can download them. And here we are today. We have a, an echo skill, which allows you to, to listen to the community channel. And that's how it really got started. And now we have a home for them. Well, you gave me the perfect segue. So I will jump right in on that. One of the big things that I wanted to pick your brain about on today's program and that so we can also 
blurb it to put out there with messaging is exactly that. The various ways of being able to access convention this year. So let's start with the echoes. Um, We have the various streams. And for some of our listeners, they may get a little bored because they're really good with their echoes. And for some, this will be a mini teaching moment. Let's start with the echoes. How can we access the streams? Sure. So let's talk a little bit about the problem of the echo. Sure. Um, because I think I think some people will find that it's it's sometimes a confusing experience, and and this is something that we don't have a lot of control over. It is really controlled by Amazon and the and the stuff that's in the cloud. I got a call from Eric this this morning about this very issue. So what we're telling you may or may not work for you. It just depends on where things are cached on the Echo. And it's kind of a technical problem and, and we're working through it. We have contacts at Amazon and we're trying to, to use those contacts to help us. But in principle, we have seven Echo skills which allow you to play the seven different streams. You have to invoke them the correct way though to make sure that they are heard correctly. So you can say things like, a lady, I'm not going to use the actual name here, but I have <laughs> two, two, two of these devices within voice distance of me right now. One right next to me and then one in the kitchen, so I'm not going to do that. But uh, A lady, uh, open ACB radio mainstream is how you would play mainstream. And it needs to be say, said that way. You can't say play ACB radio mainstream or, or listen to, right? You want to say open because it's an actual skill. Mainstream West is a little bit different in that we can only use either two or three word key uh, phrases to be able to invoke uh, an echo skill. So in that one, we say open ACB Mainstream West. And the rest of them are pretty easy. Open ACB Radio Cafe, open ACB Radio Treasures, as in multiple treasures, open ACB Radio Special, open ACB Radio Live, and open ACB Radio Community. So those those are our seven skills, but that's that's just the beginning. We have Android is, but and you know iOS apps. Can you repeat them one more time for for sure. the listeners that are really looking yeah. forward to understanding yeah, how to invoke them? Yep, and we'll put this out in writing out on our lists. And there's going to be audio promos that are produced and all kinds of crazy things. So don't worry, you're going to get sick of this by the time convention rolls around. But let's start with mainstream. So that's a lady open ACB radio mainstream. Mainstream West is said by saying open ACB mainstream West. Then ACB radio ACB radio's treasure trove. You open that one by saying open ACB radio treasures. The cafe is open ACB radio cafe. Live and special event are both open ACB radio live and open ACB radio special. And then the community is open ACB radio community. So those are the seven skills, and that's how you invoke them on the Echo. Thank you. Now you're about to talk about Android. Yeah, so we have, we have uh, apps both on iOS and on Android. And uh, you can get to ACB Link in both app stores. And there's a radio tab in those apps, and you can tap on that. And you can listen to any of the streams that are there, all seven of them. You can also listen to lots of our podcast feeds. So like Main Menu and ACB in Action 
and on the inside track and the pride connection is up there and you know all of our podcasts that we that we have available on acbradio.org are available in acb link as well so you can you can tap on those and and listen you can even increase the speed that the that the content plays at at least for podcasts you can't do that for streaming though you can't increase the speed that way we have of course the website so if you are you know just using your computer and want to go to the website you can go to acbradio.org all of the streams are listed up there you can click on the stream of choice and and then click on the listen button that will play in your in your player of choice whether that be winamp windows media player you know any number of different things um vlc on the mac right different players for different platforms um if you if you have other devices that have access to tune in you your mileage is going to vary a little bit most of our streams are available there but because tune in is not allowing us to submit new stations into their content um, we're not going to be able to add mainstream west we think we're going to be able to get community added though by by a change that we're going to make to one of the older streams then of course there is the beloved and wonderful victor reader stream produced by humanware which everyone just loves and adores and you can get to all of our streams on the victor reader stream and we're still actually making a couple of uh, additional changes on that side that we've submitted to Stephen, who is the author of OOTunes. And he, uh, he's already made the majority of the changes, so everything is ready for convention time at least. So right now, those are the ways in which you can, can tune in and listen. And there's quite a number of ways. Oh, and of course, there's Xenomedia or the former Audio Now on yes. the phone. And that, that mm-hmm. has a fo- new phone number, and, and I do not have that phone number memorized. I don't have it in front of me, and I'm sorry. But, yep, that will be in the forum in July. It's already been sent up to Sharon, and it's it going to be in the convention information that goes out as part of the program. That's all also been documented, as well as all of these things having to do with the A-Lady and ways of listening to uh, ACB Radio. That's going to be all documented in lots of different places where you can tune in and listen. The cool thing about Xenomedia and, or, or formerly Audio Now is that we've sort of, thanks to the great and hard work of Jason um, Castingway, is we've consolidated everything into one phone number. So you don't have to call multiple phone, phone numbers to get access to all of our content. So you can get the, the actual ACB magazine, you can get to all of our streams, you can get to podcasts, right? There's, there's just lots of great ways of connecting and, and getting at um, all of that content in a in a real easy way over the phone, and it's amazing how many people use that. It, we we literally get thousands and thousands of calls a month, and people are listening that way. It's actually by far probably the most popular way to listen to uh, ACB radio at the moment. It's kind of kind of interesting. Well, yeah. yeah, we had a caller on the show last week who was talking about it, and and I did some uh, some investigating this week, so I would know what I was talking about if I ever asked. It is it is really cool the way the way it all kind of comes together. Yeah, so I think I think that's due to the population. You know, we have a, a much um, there's, there is a good portion of our membership that's an older population, and I think a phone <laughs> is something that's familiar to them, and so it's something that they you know that they choose to do. I mean, I, I get phone calls from a member 
who listens to Treasure Trove over the phone and she listens all night long. She can't, she has a hard time sleeping. So she'll, you know, call and just listen for four, five, six hours at night. And she does it every night. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Give me yeah. her name. I'd like to get her on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that, you know, we just went through all the various ways of connecting to convention this year. And it's mm-hmm. really awesome. Thank you for making it very succinct for our listeners. Sure. But there's also going to be some support available in case somebody is having trouble for convention, right? Yeah. So we're going to have a ways of calling or emailing a internet help desk where we will have people available to answer any questions so that if you have connectivity issues or, or anything of that nature, then we can assist you. You know, I'm sure there's also going to be, I don't have the zoom links to the, to, to the event. And, you know, then we have to check your registration and all of that. So Janet and the team and me and others are working through exactly what that's going to look like. Uh, we're, we're getting near the end though, Anthony, it's uh, it's getting close. It sure is. Yeah, it's less and- than a month away now. So a couple of minutes ago, you referenced Florida Council of the Blind, and they definitely did an amazing job in a short turnaround time and they got did. a convention going. Was it a big learning experience? Was there things that you tweaked differently after Florida that you may have been thinking about you know, in a different way before actually launching that live three-day extravaganza? Well, you know, many of us have been doing this for a really long time. So as far as... As, as that piece of it, I think that we didn't have as much learning to do on that side of it. I think the area that we did have some learning to do is is getting some new hardware that many of us on the team have purchased to help us with um, streaming um, the convention. And I think that's what played a pivotal role in helping us you know, get to that point. So some of us have spent literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars on, on equipment to really bring as a higher quality sound to the, to the convention as possible. And we think you'll, that's going to be noticed. So we're, uh, we're pretty excited about that. Nice. And I know um, we definitely experienced a couple of times where we had someone as a panelist or a questioner on um, an open And then they also had one of the devices in the background playing. So we know messaging wise, we're trying to let everyone know, that if you are on, you know, if you are on as a panelist or as a, you know, participant to make sure that you don't have your device going. Yeah, there were some Zoom things, right? I mean, we're, we're using Zoom a lot more now in, our, in, in what we're doing. And so I think there's a lot of learning overall, not, not only our team, but, but members are going to have to learn. And, and that's why we're doing lots of practice sessions and, and lots of work and getting people trained up on how to, you know, properly handle the audience when we're dealing with that. And so that just, that's just something that honestly is going to continue over the next few weeks, probably up to and including the convention. There's some of that dynamic nature that you just can't avoid, but uh, we're, we're, we're definitely learning and, and pointing things out as we, as we go through and we'll even learn more. I mean, you know, this is, uh, this will be the first year that that truly we're relying on a virtual environment. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of debriefing conversations at the end, uh, mm-hmm. talking about, okay, what do we do next year to do it better? And that's, that's, that's awesome though, because that's just the way you improve and, and uh, just, just make the world a better place, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
So in, in terms of, you know, I would definitely say if someone were to ask me, you know, some takeaways for members who want to participate, you know, first and foremost, know how to mute and unmute yourself, know how to yep. raise your hands. Um, what are some other things that you would throw out there for, for listeners that can't wait to participate? What should they do to get themselves ready? Well, I think it's always good to, to make sure you, if you're going to use your computer or even your phone, that you've tested your microphone, you know, be on time. Uh, these are, these are things that, that I know are pretty obvious, but it, but it's always good to just make sure to go over them again. You know, be on time, try to be 10 to 15 minutes early in case you need to troubleshoot something. If you're uh, going to play a part in, in the general session or the primetime events and you're going to be on camera, you know, make sure that you have worked with someone that you trust or with, or with members of the organization that are working with you to make sure that you're going to look, you know, really great or as the best that you can, you know, professionally. Um, we want to make sure that we're presenting a really great image to the world. And, uh, yeah, it's all about just, you know, be prepared. That's really the key thing. Test well in advance and be ready to be ready to share and, and, you know, just get out there and, and participate. I think, I think it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And, you know, in live conventions, there's always some fun, you know, somebody oh, yeah. has a coughing fit or somebody has a baby crying or a dog begins to wander and it's going to be the same thing virtually just same in, a thing different, in a different way, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, you have kids at home running through, you know, running around, you'll have, you know, doorbells ringing. Who knows? I mean, it, it's, uh, <laughs> and that's okay. Cause it happens in business meetings too. I mean, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times we'll be in a meeting at work and you know, some, someone's little boy or girl will run in and like, Hi daddy. You know, and it's the cutest thing. You know, it's awesome. It's 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 okay. It's it's life, right? Yeah, it's uh, exactly. It's, it's a joy, actually. So, um, you know, and uh, it's just awesome to 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 see that. And we're going to see some of that at convention too. So everyone also needs to have some patience because we know yeah. that there will be things that will have little hiccups here and there. We know that going in, and we're going to try to to limit that as much as possible, but. Hey, you know, stuff happens. So just just uh, smile and go with go with it. Listen, we've had major gaps at live conventions in person. So everyone shouldn't think that this is going to be a walk in the park either way because we have problems in whatever approach we take. I don't Absolutely. really see them as problems either. They're more like challenges. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Opportunities for improvement. So I definitely want to spend a little time getting to know Jeff. Um, any final thoughts, convention related or ACB radio related or anything? No, I don't any think final so. Thoughts I on think, the business uh, side? Well, my, my, my big thing would be, you know, get over to acbconvention.org and get registered. That's really important so that you have access to the links that uh, you'll be able to use to be able to participate in different sessions. That's really important. Um, you'll be able to get door prizes. You'll be put in the hat for those. So just be ready to have a great time. And I know there's a little bit of money involved in that, but there's, there's also, you know, quite a bit of, of money that it's taking to put this convention on too. So we appreciate your support and all of the hard work that everyone's doing behind the scenes, both in and out of ACB and especially our sponsors and the people that are helping to support us. So thank you. Awesome. All right. Now let's talk about Jeff, Jeff, not ACB, Jeff. You okay, mentioned Jeff, Jeff. Yes. Jeff, Jeff. 
you mentioned in uh, your opening that you worked for Microsoft. How long have you worked there and what was your path like to get there? Wow. So, you know, I, I actually worked for Microsoft twice. I worked for them in the 90s and then I came back in 2017. So almost what, four, four plus years now, if you add everything up, I'm waiting for the six-year mark because then I get another week of vacation, see? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was interesting how, how things kind of go full circle, full circle. If it wasn't for ACB, I, I probably wouldn't be working at Microsoft at the moment. So Eric and I and, and a, a few other people within the organization worked with Microsoft in talking to them about some of the concerns that we had as an organization about you know the browser, uh, that being Edge at the time, and Windows Mail and PDF reading. And so we took an opportunity to partner with Microsoft and to help them to push the ball forward to improve accessibility of, of product. And that led to me, you know, I've always been someone that's worked very closely with Microsoft and that led to other f- discussions and led, led to uh, my current role at Microsoft uh, working on the accessibility team, which I'm just hugely elated about and very, very excited about. It's a truly a, a chance of a lifetime to work on a team of just amazing people amazing leaders, amazing managers who, who truly get what accessibility means and that respect and honor our community in, in a way that I've never seen before. The commitment from Satya Nadella all the way down from the people that I've worked with is, is significantly real. And um, the, the leadership that, that surrounds all that is very passionate and customer-driven and customer-focused. And... Uh, it's, it's just awesome to see it. You know, it makes me very happy to go to work and be able to be a part of that process to, to make a difference for the people around the world who, who use Windows on a daily basis. Nice. So one of, the, one of the favorite techie guy questions is, what was your first computer? <laughs> uh, a Texas Instruments 99.4A. Well, actually, my first one was a, was a, a Radio Shack Coco computer which we couldn't wow. get speech to work on. So then I got a TI-99-4A, and then I didn't keep that too long, and then I moved over to the Commodore 64, which I used that for years. <laughs> yep. And then uh, learned how to program computers on that device and you know did a lot of my writing on that device, then went to the Commodore 128, and then bought a PC when I started working in 1987 with a... Uh, Oh my gosh, a 40 megabyte hard drive, which of course was, wow. you know, that'd be like a four terabyte hard drive now, uh-huh. you know, back in the day. That was amazing. That was, that was unheard of having a 40 megabyte hard drive. And uh, yeah, it was uh, quite, quite an experience. So, yep, that was my, those were my first entries into, into computers. And how about now? What are your favorite gadgets? Oh, I've, I've, Pretty much got uh, a bit of everything around the house. I've got uh, my Microsoft Surface Book, and uh, I got a, a desktop machine that my son Brian helped me build. It's really, really fast. Of course, we've got Apple devices, iPads, and iPhones, and and of course all the A Lady devices and Google Homes and and you know you name it. We probably have some have have it around the house. We have a an Ecobee for our house in Tucson. 
uh, you know, remote thermostat so we can control that remotely if we need to. Yeah. Lots of, uh, Apple TVs and smart televisions. Yeah. We, we have, we have quite a bit of techie stuff in this house and it, it seems to just get, we get more and more and more of it. In fact, today we're supposed to get some new smart cameras that we ordered. They're supposed to come today. So that will be an adventure setting those up. Uh, later today, they're HomeKit compatible, so we'll be able to do you know some cool things using HomeKit automation stuff. So we're excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I often I often think to myself, I you know I remember the days when you had to get up to change the channel, or you had to get up oh, three yeah. or four times during a program oh, yeah. to adjust the antenna. And I often think to myself, like I wonder, you know, kids that have been born in the last twenty years, if they had to go back. You know, and be oh, they wouldn't be able to do each, it. Yeah, no, they wouldn't be able to I do mean, it. You, like, show, you, know. you show you show a teenager like a set tape, and they're going to look at you like you're a crazy person. What is that? You know, uh-huh. what, what, what is that crazy looking thing? Let alone an or a beeper, or a, <laughs> yeah, or, or or a you know reel to reel, or a or you know, <laughs> go back here and uh, let alone a, an actual album. You know. God forbid you have those. I mean, you know, yeah, no, that, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Tell us a little bit about the family. Yeah, you I'm married. Your son, Brian. Uh, yeah, my I have two children. Uh, I'm married to my wonderful wife Carrie, and uh, she um, tolerates all the technology around the house. <laughs> she puts up with it, and uh, she does lots of crafty type stuff. So she keeps busy doing that. And I have two children, uh, David, who lives with us up here in Kirkland, and my son, Brian, who works down in Tucson, working for Intuit, you know, the, the TurboTax people. He works on the mm-hmm. business side of uh, the business, but uh, does a lot of really great things. And pretty much my two kids and me are we're very tech-focused, you know, uh, lots of techie stuff in, in all of our homes. And uh, I think they got a lot of that from, from me, but... I think they also just, you know, love being around the technology stuff. So my son's been playing Xbox and, oh, I forgot to mention Xbox. Yeah, we've got Xbox and Switch <laughs> and, yeah, you pretty much name it. We probably have it here somewhere. And I think a lot of that's going to get consolidated. I would not be surprised if we see phones go that approach um, where we have, you know, glasses with cameras on them and we do everything through, through that lens. Uh, no pun intended. I think those days are coming and they're coming sooner than you think. Uh, and I think that, that the day of having internet everywhere you basically step is also coming with 5g. So we're living in very interesting times. I think the next 10 to 20 years, we're going to see some just dramatic life changing things happen in the technology space. And I honestly feel that the world will catch up to us from an accessibility perspective because we've been doing a lot of this interaction model that is inclusive and accessible already, and the world's going to catch up, and and they're going to be able to help us innovate even further in this space and truly bring accessibility to a whole new level. We're already seeing it; it's just going to get better and better over time. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the Xbox, and and there's been a huge push to make video gaming and there is make it way yeah. more accessible. Are you, are you in the realm of that at all? I'm really not. I'm not, uh, except on the iPhone. <laughs> if you've participated in some of these gaming lab things, I'm not a huge gamer. 
on the PC or on, say, PlayStation or Xbox or the Switch or you know any of these types of, of devices. Now my now my children are, and there are plenty of blind people who are who want to be. And uh, so I don't have a lot of knowledge in this area, so I don't know that I want to speak to it, you know, uh, with a solid reputation here. But uh, I know there's lots of work going on in this space by by lots of different companies. And I know one of the people at Microsoft who uh, has been working on this. In fact, he was one of the people who brought us the uh, accessible Xbox controller, uh, Bryce uh, Johnson. Just amazing people who are just doing amazing things in this space. And again, I think this is an area where we will see dramatic improvements over time. And I'm excited to see where it, where it ends up. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I, I, I tend to think, you know, when I was a little kid, I was absolutely in love with the Jetsons. And I tend to think that we're just a couple of, way, a couple of years away from like truly the beginning of the Jetsons era. You know, you know what's funny about the, that? No, I just bought. I just bought the whole seasons of the Jetsons for twenty dollars on iTunes like two weeks ago. <laughs> Did they come with the Jetsons? Meet the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bought the Flintstones too because they had them both on sale, and I bought Gilligan's Island. So, see, see, this is the problem with COVID. It's making me spend money on just crazy, stupid things that you want to watch because you just remember them and go, "Oh yeah." That was fun, and that's on sale for twenty dollars. So yeah, I, I've been <laughs> yeah. binging. I've been binging old TV shows, and many of you that you know are are you know younger are probably listening to me going, "What is what is that?" And <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's amazing what goes on sale when everyone's you know working from home. It's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a fast five with you as well, okay. but. I'm going to check in with Caleb. Caleb, do we have any questions waiting? Uh, Anthony, yes, it does. It looks like we have one from Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Welcome to Sunday Edition. There. Here I am. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello, Debbie. Hey, Deb. Hello. Hello. So I want to say a couple things. Uh, I love Jeff's family. It's... Uh, I love Jeff, of course, and I love Jeff's family. Carrie is so talented, if you all know about our auctions. And uh, Jeff's kids, uh, adults, have been wonderful at helping with computer things. I might get them, I might, um, get them in trouble because they might be like, oh, no, I don't want people to know. But they're awesome. Oh, and the phone number for Zeno, I have it. I had the time oh, to go thank look you. and memorize it, as well as to say that it is in the forum in this month, June, not only July. Jason did oh, it's in June a really too. good job oh. yep, of getting ACB Radio West. See the things that happen, Jeff? Um, ACB Radio I West. I go away for two days and magic happens. I don't know I what's know, going on. Because there are these Maybe other I should go away more often. Getting- getting things done. How about that? (laughs) Um, So that's what we're supposed to do, I think. So the phone number is 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. And thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Before you go, Debbie, can you give us something that Something about Jeff that we wouldn't oh, no. know. We wouldn't. We might not know. Jeff uh, used to not like peaches, um, and I don't know if that's still true. But Jeff 
I don't know. Do you like peaches now, or do you still think they're? I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat peaches. Oh, because okay. you used to say they were like, um, I think you like said tennis balls. Tennis right? balls. Right, because they have they had fur, they had like furry stuff all over them. They're all fuzzy. <laughs> no, Is see, it a fruit? See. Is it an animal? <laughs> we have um, lots of jokes about food on my shows and Jeff yeah, and, and veggies in general. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sort of a yeah. But Jeff, yeah. has, Jeff has gotten so much healthier, so I think he eats a few more now than he did. But I, w- I better be careful in saying such things. <laughs> well, yeah, before you, oh, before you, can you, say you want, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, before you mute yourself, you're actually in my first okay. of the five, the quick fives. Okay. All right, you ready, Jeff? Oh, oh, sure, Debbie. Just stay with me, all five. I may need you. question one you spend a lot of time with debbie and jason what are your nicknames for them (laughs) the managing directors of bcb radio um let's see (laughs) wow Uh, well well jason's my little buddy see now this is this is uh Oh. When, when I saw when I saw Jason, um, he, he still I still think he's he's much smaller than me. He looks to be much shorter than me. Now, he says he's not. He's but not. Jason, but Jason's my little buddy, and he's little wiry, oh. little wonderful, lovable little guy. Oh, so, he is so not he's, such a little guy. He's he is a little guy. He's a little tiny guy. He's, he's wonderful. No, I I don't mean it like that. <laughs> I don't okay. mean it like that. He's just right. short. He's just like really like, but anyway. I can be so, your little Debbie. <laughs> yeah. Not, you like the Greenfield? little Debbie donuts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are good though. I used to eat those. I don't eat those anymore, but those are so yummy. I was a cosmic brownie kid, but go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, we, 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 we have all kinds of names for each other, but of course, of course, Debbie's, you know, the woo wiki uh witch Little hazel wacky witch hazel yeah, yeah that's right yeah <laughs> and uh and she's just a shining star and she's um someone who sort of keeps me on the straight and narrow path sometimes especially when things are a little chaotic and uh remembering where i need to be at certain points and just someone with a, that is a great way of bouncing ideas off of and also just someone that can listen well and also provide great advice too but most importantly a tremendous friend and uh that, that's what's the most important thing both with jason and wow. debbie actually and uh so sure we all have nicknames but friendship is really the key thing sure yeah we do well debbie it's you know what i will throw that question to you too do you guys have a nickname for jeff that you'd like to share <laughs> I, I don't think well, it goes this way anthony <laughs> it's my show. I get to do anything. Marlena started this, and I don't know. I don't know how it got to be, but for a long time, Jeff was known as Doctor Bishop. Yeah, and yes, uh, and we that, still yeah. kid about that every now and then. And you know, he's like, "I am not. I am not a doctor." But you know, every now and then, we just, especially you know, when it's like, "Okay, Jeff." Uh, what do I do about this crazy techie thing or something? Because, you know, I mean, Jeff's technical advice and knowledge in the background of 
you know, the ACB radio managing directors roles that we and Jason and I have, um, you know, we, we appreciate being able to sit with Jeff and the three of us, we're the three musketeers. I think I've, I've, we've had zoom meetings and I've said the three musketeers or the three blind mice. Yeah. All kinds of things we called each other. Great minds get together and it's Jeff's support and with not only tech, but with, you know, overall perspective and what do you think we should do about this or that situation? I mean, it's, it's great minds coming together and working collectively and working with the love and the benefit of ACB. Yeah. And we're making magic happen. I mean, we work really well together. And the most important thing too, is we're able to tell each other when we need to take a step back. Cause sometimes, you know, when things get a little crazy, sometimes all of us need to do that and it's okay. And it's a good thing to be able to be in a healthy place where you can say, Hey, Jeff, you know, chill out, <laughs> you know? Um, and, it, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's, 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 it's a way to be loving and kind, but also gentle and directing and just to be able to have great and, and wonderful relationships with people that you work with. And um, that's honestly one of the greatest things that I have been most thankful for over these last few months is really having that and really feeling that throughout the entire group. And I'm just, you know, very, very sincerely thankful for that. So Debbie, thank you. And Jason, if you're listening, thank you for that. And, and really to all the ACB family that's playing a part in that. Thank you. Because uh, with, with all the stuff going on right now, we all need each other. And it's so important that we have that and we have the ability to be there for one another. It's it's critical. This is amazing. I wish Jason was here. I'm actually going to throw out the rest of the five because this is a better direction. And while while you're both on here, individually and together, what would you like to say to the volunteers that are working so hard production-wise, ACV radio-wise, getting you know everything ready for convention, keeping all the normal shows running, doing all the behind the scenes work. And I want every listener out there to understand that there is so much that goes on behind the scenes, you know, to get these wonderful programs, you know, out and listenable and over the air and in podcast form and stuff. So thank you from the listeners and from myself and, and especially from a show, you know, a showrunner standpoint, thank you for all the hard work behind the scenes. So I get to do this every week. What would you what, what would you guys say to the volunteers that are working with you guys? Well, for one thing, one thing I would add to what listeners can do is to stay signed up on lists because when people ask us what is on when and we know we've put it out there or you know if people would tune in that would and to lists and announcements that would be great and to the other volunteers who are doing all the work, I wish I had thousands of dollars to hire everyone and send everyone a good bit of money for their time and energy and helpfulness. And so many, many thanks for, for talent. Um, I think it's a two-way communication door. So we want to hear from what volunteers are thinking, feeling, ideas, uh, things that could go better, uh, suggestions, things that, you know, might not 
feel right on certain days or certain times. Um, you know, we just want to keep an open door communication and many, many, many thanks, huge thanks for all the extra hard work that everyone is doing. Yeah, I think that sums it up really nicely. And I know Byron's here and he's a volunteer and thank you, Byron. Wow. And um, we have we have people that we haven't heard from on the project in a really long time who are stepping up and, and um, wanting to help. That's right. So it's uh, it's great to see that. And I am just sincerely um, thankful also to each and every one of them for whatever part that they're playing in this experience, whether you're streaming, you're creating content, you're doing post-production, whatever the case may be, whatever part you're doing is so vitally important. We, and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you. And if there are any listeners out there who may have some of these talents and want to take some of this COVID time and put it to good use, where do they, where yes. do they contact? They can contact uh, support at acbradio.org is a good place. They can um, certainly come to any of us. Myself um, is dhazelton at acb.org. And um, we will talk with you and find out what it is you most have to offer and want to offer. And, you know, it may be that you have a community call. So we might direct you to Cindy. It may be that you would be great with production. It may be that you have a show and there's a difference between a community call and a show. It may be that, that you can help with some editing or some writing. It may be that you could help Kelly. And, you know, so, yeah, we want to hear from you. Nice. Well, Caleb, before I let these two go and enjoy the rest of their Sunday, is there anyone else waiting with a question? Yes, it looks like Jason just joined. Good. But, All right. Um, it, oh, no. Wow. Hello, hello everybody. You're hey, little else. buddy. <laughs> hey, little buddy. Oh, no. <laughs> little buddy. Oh, please. <laughs> Little I, buddy, you know, you know I'm going to get in trouble for that one. That's okay, yes, though. You are. That's all right, Jason. <laughs> we love you, Jason. I got a better microphone than you. <laughs> that's, oh, burn. That's Good. Because, that's, that's now, that's now, now, boys. Take that, with, take that for after I'm, Sunday brunch. That's because I'm sitting on the, that's because I'm sitting on the couch. And so. Is there any good food to throw? (laughs) We like food fights. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jason, if I offended you. No, no, no. We gotta play. Everyone's gotta play. (laughs) This is an awesome surprise. Jason, thank you. Would you like to add anything to what either of these wonderful people said about anything that's been said? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I must say it's an absolute pleasure to be able to work with Jeff and Debbie, and that we do have plenty of comic relief moments. <laughs> oh, indeed. I, you have, I can hear that huge grin in your voice. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that, you know, well, he's going to get me after this call's over. <laughs> Speaking of comic relief, my listeners who were here for my very first show are still wondering about... Um, your child, Deb and Jason. When are we going to finally get some, uh, what, what, you know, what, some what? people moments, first pictures, or uh, some stories about oh. that kid? Yeah, he's, he's a little shy, um, but but he definitely likes to make his presence known. 
Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> he's adorable. Jeff, do you remember those children? You and I no, don't, I don't know about Jason and me, they, but do you remember where they came from? Are, are those giggle sticks? I know where it came from. Oh, it could be. Where, Byron? Didn't they come from the Freedom Scientific booth at one of the ACB conventions? No. Dirty word. No. <laughs> Just kidding. They came from GW. Micro. Oh, I was gonna say, is, oh isn't that's that right. One of those ducks. Isn't that one of those? Yeah, that's ducks? what it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, yeah. But oh god, giggle stick. That might be another name for them. I would love yeah. to find a, they were really fly. popular that year that they gave them out. It was crazy. You would hear at first I heard one and I was like, what is that? And then I heard yeah. more and more. I'm like, is some strange bird invading the hotel? I don't understand. You know what's funny? We, we were talking room. about those the other day at work, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that, that came up. That came up in a meeting a few weeks ago. It was pretty funny. That is funny. It, it is the funniest little gizmo. Um, I it wish is. they were more popular. I think I have a well, couple of them in my. Uh, oh no! I, think Jeff. I have a couple of those. Yeah, this mm. is pretty awesome, Jason. Thank you for joining us. Did you have? Um, did you have any extra comments or uh, a nickname for Debbie and Jeff that you'd like to share? Yeah, you can, Oh God, really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. I I didn't have any before, maybe, but I do now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Family friendly, Jason. Family friendly. <laughs> Well, you can't say you're big buddy anymore because I'm a littler buddy. That's right. You are getting littler. I'm getting littler. <laughs> not, that that, not that that's really a word, but that, we just make it up as we go we're, along. We're cutting right? you down to size. <laughs> sure. That's fine with me. I'm good, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Oh, no. It's all good. Um, I, I, that's I all right, little I... buddy. <laughs> um, so nicknames... Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of any any like really special important things to say, but I've gotten too <laughs> grinny here. I I, <laughs> I can't really think straight anymore. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say that um, it, it's always Debbie, a, a nickname for you. Gosh, um, oh no, <laughs> it would probably be. I know you know we've called each other. Um, well, you you have woo woo wacky witch witch hazel. And I don't even know if you have a nickname for me. Um, no, so. I think we know each other like so much by meow, meow. <laughs> yes, we do. Or bye bye, and we go and we bye bye, bye bye. <laughs> so that that is our little thing. We we do do that, and we've gotten other people involved in that too. <laughs> <laughs> so not terribly important, well. but. Interesting, perhaps. I'm you, should, you, you should hear the Sorry. conversations we have at you know eleven thirty at night, Anthony. We have some funny a ones. Very cruel mistress, and unfortunately, I have another guest who yes. is also an ACB radio volunteer and guru. She does some awesome stuff in the community. Oh, bring I her on. Let's be, say hi to her first. She's helping with production. Why don't production. we bring her on for a moment, and then she's going to help the next us commercial with break. Come on okay. in, Janine. Okay, here I am. Welcome Yay! to Chaos, Janine. <laughs> Janine, wonderful. No, that's what is your what is your nickname chaos. for me, uh, Janine? Oh, you are oh, the, bishop. the bishop. The uh, bishop. The bishop. 
The bishop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Debbie is okay. the well, You could have gone other places there. So <laughs> glad you went there. Uh-huh. Oh, did you hear, Jeff, what she said about me? Where did she say I was? You are the boss. Either one, you know, because she is my boss in this project. So, yeah. (laughs) And Jason, Jason always knows whenever I want something because I say, my dear friend Jason. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure which of those is worse. Good friend Jason. (laughs) You are the the (laughs) angel amongst other things, Miss Janine. So sad. So sad. Uh, well, have a good show, That's right. ACB yeah. Radio family, please feel free to stick around for my segment with Janine. But we do have to pay the bills. So I need to go to our promos. Sunday edition, we'll be right back with the amazing Janine Stanley and some ACB family. Sunday edition is underwritten by Ira. A description of life on your terms. IRA is a visual interpreting service provided by trained agents through a smartphone app available in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Or call our customer care team at 1-800-835-1934. All right, UACB radio people. This is Sunday edition with Anthony. (laughs) All kidding aside, though, that was a commercial for The Walk. I hope you're all signed up for Teams. Hello? Uh, I'm I'm not signed up for any Teams. I'm not yet. Who wants to be on my team? (laughs) Well, challenge extended right here on Sunday edition, I want to know that all of you are signed up for a walk team by next Sunday. Oh, I, homework. Maybe we should have an ACB radio walk team. Oh, hmm. There we go. See, I'm going to throw out the challenge to anybody who got caught in the COVID situation who's waiting for a guide dog. We need our own team. Oh. And people need to get out of our way. <laughs> That's right. Yes. I like that. Because well, there's some gosh. scary cane technique going on out there amongst us. I, I can vouch for mine. <laughs> raising cane, huh, Janine? Uh, raising, lowering, throwing, whatever. <laughs> well, as you guys heard in the commercial break, Sunday Edition is underwritten by Ira. We have a very special and unique partnership. It's been a training ground for some stuff that may happen during convention with Ira. And the lovely Janine Stanley is back to talk about some great Irish stuff, some tips and tricks, things that have been highlighted lately. And of course, if you have any questions, please follow the Zoom links that have been posted all over the place and join us. Janine, tell us hey. why tell us why you're here today. So I am here because we announced a big, exciting thing with ACB last Monday, and that is our special ACB promo, our IRA ACB subscription rates. 
So get excited uh, because from now through the end of the year, you will be able to sign up for our ACB plans. And we've got two of them. So if you've been thinking, you know, $30 right now a month is a little much for me and I can get along on the free IRA. Well, the free IRA is for short tasks, but maybe you've got something a little bit longer that you want to get done without having to call back all the time. Well, we have for $20 a month, you can get 30 minutes of IRA. That's the ACB intro plan. Or if you'd like a little bit more IRA for your ACB buck, you can do the ACB standard plan, which is 140 minutes for $99.99. And actually, the regular uh, standard plan is 120 minutes. So you get 20 extra minutes of IRA goodness. Nice. And yeah. Yeah, those if are the we are already and, oh, yeah. IRA members, I mean, if we are already IRA explorers, excuse me, I have a couple of different apps, yeah. <laughs> what happens then? Do we you have can to cancel? Actually, yeah, you can change your plan. Not a problem. Now, for these plans, you need to call our customer care. They're not going to be in the app. So you have to call customer care. And that number is 1-800-835-1993. Three, four. Um, these are you. What we'll do is we will verify your membership with ACB. So you just need to give our customer care folks, the Care Bears, uh, some information. They will ask you things like uh, who is uh, what affiliate or chapter do you belong to? If you're a member at large, please note that. And uh, your chapter president, what state you're in, things like that. And we will send that information. We communicate regularly with uh, Kelly at ACB to verify all of that. And, and uh, we would love to have you change your plan to an ACB plan. We have had a huge response to this this week. Uh, we've had over 25 people call in, uh, either getting a new plan or changing up their plans. So absolutely feel free to do that. Nice. Janine, so, yes, ma'am. If you yes, already have, if you if you already oh, wait, have, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, no, wrong job, wrong job. Have, sorry. Oh. <laughs> if you have a plan already, do you need to change it only as your plan is ready to bill, or you lose your minutes? Oh, no. Nope, nope. You can okay. change your plan anytime. Anytime, and you're not going to, you know, lose any of your minutes that you have already. Okay. Say you, you know, you're halfway through the month. Oh, I've got like ten minutes okay. left. What's going to happen to okay. that when I change my plan? No, that's not going to change. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. And folks, if you want to or need to change any of the information, the only thing you can't do, and I know because everybody says this, <laughs> in order to downgrade your plan, you do have to call us. But if you need to change a credit card, change an address, change a phone number or an email, you can do that all in the app under the more section under the profile button. Nice. Yeah. Well, I am sure after today, Ira is going to be flooded this coming week with people that are either going to change their plans and let's hope 
that this inspires some new Ira explorers I do to join the so. family. Because, you know, we are getting out more and more things are opening up. And if you want to make sure that you're keeping your social distancing, you want to find out if people have masks or if there are things like hand washing stations and things like that. Um, sanitation stations, which I find really hard to say for some reason, but um, if you need to find those, you know, that's absolutely the kind of thing that an agent can help you with. And I've, I've already taken advantage of that quite a bit uh, lately. So that is definitely a great thing for an agent to help with. Um, also, if you may plan on attending or if you just need to move through some of the demonstrations, the rallies, the protests, the gatherings, whatever you want to call them, we are fully ready to help you out with that as well. Nice. I've heard recently some cool Ira stories, and one of the things I think a lot of us chatter about, especially those of us with guide dogs, um, Uber or Lyft denials. And Iris helped gather information for some of, of their explorers when they were dealing with that kind of situation. Any tips and tricks on that end that you can share with us? That um, sure. Actually, your agent can take photos. Um, let's say that car pulls up and is just sitting there. Your agent can take the photo. They can take a photo of that car driving away. Also, if they can snap that quickly uh, and have that photo proof, they can help you take a screenshot. They can also take screenshots of what they see, which, well, your screenshot's going to be the same, but uh, their screenshot, which is going to be the map and include that visual information that, hey, yes, that car was actually here. And so that can be very helpful. There's also something in our privacy policy in terms of service that says, if we are subpoenaed to provide that video information, we can do that. If the case goes to trial, if there is some legal reason to provide that video information, we we have that available for you. Now, that won't involve the individual agent, but that will involve the video if, you know, that is needed to, you know, prosecute a case. We hate to see that. And it's really, uh, I'll tell you what, it makes our agents furious when it happens too. Uh, but they can also go out and help you fill out that ride share um, denial form that is up on the NFB website. And that's nfb.org slash ride share. Um, it's a really important resource and we can help you fill that out as well. So there are lots of things that your agent can do. If there's any sort of escalation within Uber or Lyft, can the agent that's on the call add their perspective to what happened? Um, they can. It gets a little tricky at that point. Um, if you want to reach back out to your agent, um, please do, do so. Like if you're, you know, giving additional email information to Uber and Lyft, um, it's a little bit hard to do um, live. And I know Lyft, I think, used to have a live number that you could call. I don't know if they still do, but they used to have that. And that, of course, wouldn't quite work just given the telephony that's involved with Ira. Um, but basically, if you need some information from an agent about a particular situation, contact us through support. Don't reach out to your agent 
you know, directly, just contact us, let us know which uh, call that was and who the agent was, and we can reach out to them and get that information. We really want to protect our agent's privacy in all of this. Um, you know, we don't want to draw them into any kind of negative thing, but we also want them to be able to give you information. So, you know, contact us at support, let us know what you need, and we can definitely help you out with that. So let's jump, um, let's jump topics a little bit. I wanted to talk a little bit with you about TeamViewer and the use of TeamViewer with Ira. It's a great resource that I think hasn't gotten the the attention that it really deserves. So TeamViewer, um, for those who do not know, it's it's a uh, a service. It's a secondary app where the Ira agent can then see what's going on on your computer or your phone. On your phone, they can't really manipulate anything, but they can walk you through the steps that you need, especially for those pesky, pesky captures. Oh, yes. Janine, take it away, TeamViewer. Sure. Well, TeamViewer is, again, one of our partners, which means that they're working in this case a partnership. It doesn't mean free IRA when you use TeamViewer. That would be really cool, wouldn't it? But no, not quite. They work behind the scenes with us on the technology. So if there's ever an issue, you know, um, we can just reach directly out to somebody at TeamViewer and get that taken care of. But TeamViewer is an app for Windows and Mac, so it will run on either operating system for your computer. And on those systems, it allows the agent to take control of your screen. And it's a free app. This particular part of the service is free. Now, TeamViewer does have another part of service that you would actually pay for that would allow you to actually control your computer from elsewhere. So it's like the old PC Anywhere app for those of us who have been around computers for a long time. But the TeamViewer app, the just plain old free TeamViewer app, you download it from teamviewer.com and that's T-E-A-M-V-I-E-W-E-R.com. Just download the free version and do whatever you need to do to install that on your computer. And typically, it's just opening up the file and it automatically installs itself, the zip file. No worries there. Then when you need some help with something, um, you've got a pesky form to fill out, the dreaded CAPTCHA, the dreaded button that says, you know, click here and there's nothing. Your keyboard won't do anything. And uh, or there's no button. You know, you search for the button. There's no button here. What the heck? And so you are going to go and call up your team viewer and a screen will pop up and that screen will have two pieces of information. It'll have your ID, which is going to be the same for every call. And then it will have a password, which changes for every team viewer session. So you can either write those two pieces of info down and convey them to your agent through. I usually have really started to save time using the messaging feature on the app. So on the home screen of the IRA app, there's that little call with a message and I will double tap there. And then I will put my, I'll put team viewer ID and write that down. Then I'll put password, write that down. And then I double tap to call and send that message. And then the agent has that info. If you're not able or not comfortable doing that, you can always just have the agent look at those numbers on your computer screen. Just, you know, they'll direct you how to hold your phone. Once they get logged in, they have control of your computer screen. So they can see exactly what you're seeing. They can manipulate the cursor. They can put in information. 
I tell people if you're filling out a form with TeamViewer, um, you can give the information to the um, agent to fill out for you, but it's really best if you can fill it out yourself. They can put you in the edit box and you type in the information. That way, you know everything is spelled correctly, written correctly, etc. Uh, but if it's a button you need to click on, a captcha you need to put the information in, absolutely, the agents can do that for you, no problem. The coolest thing to do with this is, well, I, of course, like shopping with it because <laughs> you can get that extra description of things. But a lot of people during COVID time have been watching videos, lots and lots of online video watching, taking virtual tours, all kinds of fun things like that, watching YouTube videos of just about every kind uh, and having the agent describe that for you. So that's pretty cool. Um, helping out with work things. Um, I believe there are a couple folks who actually, unfortunately, because of an accessibility, have to do a quick five-minute call with TeamViewer to log in every day to work because it's not accessible and the agent can actually get them logged into work. So that's something that uh, we certainly hope gets fixed soon for folks. Now we have the phone and you can use TeamViewer and the app's name that you actually want is Team Viewer Quick Support. And Quick Support is, and it's Team Viewer Quick Support because I think there's another Quick Support app, but it's not the right one. So get the Team Viewer Quick Support. That is a free app that is available on iOS and Android. Here's the difference. Anthony mentioned that um, the agents can't control your phone with the Team Viewer, the Quick Support app. That's an iOS, and it's because of the way iOS, uh, the operating system, is a pretty walled garden there. <laughs> uh, so they can't control your phone, but they can direct you, and they can describe those cool videos to you and fun things like that. On the Android side, they can control your phone. So it's a pretty powerful app. Now, the quick support app is a little fiddly to get going with. We've done a couple help sections. In fact, I believe the January of 2020 IraCast, um, we devoted to quick support to really help you uh, figure out how to do things with it, as well as the PC and Mac-based TeamViewer app. So if you happen to subscribe to the podcast, you may want to go back to that particular uh, episode and check it out because uh, learning the process of getting quick support to work can be a little frustrating initially, but your agents are here to help. They know how to use it. They have some step-by-step -step guides to help you figure out how to get connected. So hopefully that gives everybody a great look at TeamViewer. It's a, it's a great way to use Ira, especially if you are, you know, staying at home and kind of staying in right now. And for those of you listeners out there who are students or if you are parents with young children and you are trying to navigate this online learning environment, TeamViewer and Ira is a great, great way to get through some of the sticky parts, especially... Absolutely. Yeah, especially things like statistics and graphs and, you know, all the different various math things that you'd need things some excited really support with. that I don't homeschool children. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a really great resource. And Jean, when we were um, when we were talking the other day, getting ready for all this, you uh, enlightened me about something I hadn't heard of yet. And I got really, really excited. 
Can you talk a little bit about the stuff you were telling me about GoPro? Sure. So one of our explorers, and that's what we call our customers, folks. Those are our IRA explorers. Um, Jerry Mater, we'll give Jerry a, a prop here. Um, Jerry decided that he was going to try this, and he found that it actually worked. He used a GoPro 7, uh, now let me get the name right, a GoPro Hero 7 Silver camera, or you can use the Hero 7 Black camera, either one. This doesn't tend to work with GoPros earlier than those models. So the 7s and above, this tends to work better with. You get the camera paired up with your smartphone, and then you can actually use TeamViewer Quick Support with that camera as the way that the IRA agent can see, uh, you know, as you're navigating. So this is sort of a hands-free solution. It's a bit tricky if you are not tech savvy. It's not something I personally would recommend because it is a little fiddly to get everything going. Once you get into the flow, it can work nicely. Now, a couple caveats to this. Um, well, what does this give you, first of all? It gives you hands-free operation. So if the weather is hot, particularly, um, this saves your phone from overheating. Although, you know, our explorers have been doing this for four years now, uh, believe it or not. We've had active explorers for about four, four and a half years now, almost. And, uh, you know, they've figured out some ways to do this and keep their phones from getting hot. But this is a really good way. You can keep your phone in your pocket. The audio comes from your phone. The video comes from the camera. Uh, so you'll want to have some, you know, Bluetooth headset working there, either AirPods or uh, Aftershock like that uh, to give you your audio. But here's the thing. This may not be optimal for your agent. The view is going to be of the GoPro app through the team viewer screen, uh, you know, through your phone. So we're still playing around with how exactly to make that the best viewing experience for the agent. There's also a fair bit of latency. Now, some people this doesn't bother. And if you don't know, latency is that little time lag between what you're experiencing live and what the agent sees. And right now, our latency rate is pretty low. I can't quote it to you off the top of my head, but it is fairly low if you just use your phone camera. If you add the GoPro, you've added another layer that things have to go through. Um, people report that it's not too terrible on battery life, but it only gets about the GoPro itself only gets about two and a half hours worth of battery life. So this isn't something you're going to have on all day. It, and as far as draining your phone battery, if you have, say, an iPhone 8 or older phone, it is going to drain your battery, you know, fairly quickly. Um, I don't have stats on how quickly. This is a solution. And when we had to discontinue the Horizon glasses, which some people really loved and some people fought with <laughs> at every connection, we took away one of the hands-free solutions and we said, you know, we're going to be trying to work to get something back there. Uh, Jerry just happened to hit it before we did, which was great. Um, we encouraged people to go experiment, to go play around with things. I mean, you can't. You can't break Ira, pretty much. Um, our service is provided through a smartphone app, so you can use your smartphone camera or you can try one of these other solutions. Um, I'm guessing this is also going to work with other uh, 
portable cameras that have phone apps yeah. like this and yeah. you can go in. So yeah, that's that's the new and hot thing. A lot of people are doing this. Um, we are testing it within our agent community and we are talking to Jerry about you know what he's been doing. So stay tuned. And I know you're going to ask me about glasses next, right? <laughs> I know nothing about that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we don't have any yet. Don't have any yet. The market hasn't shown us anything we like yet. So there's the answer to that one. So when some more of these solutions come available, we will definitely have some more chats um, with Ira. And Janine, thank you so very much for coming on the program today. Absolutely. And, uh, it's always a pleasure to work with you, Anthony. Thank you. And I hope you get that waiting for guide dog team together. And I hope you get a now I have to Now I have to go do that. That's going to be fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get when you come on Sunday edition. <laughs> stay out of the way, folks. <laughs> well, I want to thank Kelly Guest. I want to thank Jeff Bishop. Our surprise guests, Debbie and Jason, managing directors of ACB Radio, and my boss lady and guy, little guy, <laughs> little buddy. Oh, poor Jason. I will be Murph. <laughs> I will be back next week, of course, with another great edition of Sunday Edition. And until then, register for the convention, register to walk. And check out Pride Connections Tuesday night for another amazing Pride Month celebration show. All right, everyone. Have a great week. You've been listening to Sunday Edition with Anthony on ACB Radio Mainstream. For more information, questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, etc., please email celebration. AC. That's the word celebration with the letters AC at AOL.com. Look forward to hearing from you and let's brunch again next Sunday.